Hey everyone, why don't you come on down? It's Point Break Minute, don't be a clown. We point out the moments and break down the minutes, so climb on board to the Point Break! <laughs> is laughing because I just did a weird silent countdown for her and in the studio. I kind of forgot how to do numbers for a little bit. It's hard to make that, like, doing the... They do like the you see it in Four, movies. Yeah. Three, two, you, one. Oh, you just did the German three. Yeah, that's that, that's the sign language three. Okay, like, or or the German three, <laughs> oh. as they say in Inglorious Bastards. Oh, it's the tip off. Have you seen that movie? I, I forget. Have. Okay, yeah. yeah, but it's also the American Sign Language three. <laughs> that would have been a good comeback. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I guess it wouldn't have been because then he would have had to pretend you is a. Wait. Oh, he, oh, he does. He does is. the American. That's what it is. Michael Fassbender does the American three, holding up three your uh, three fingers. But then the other guys are like, "Oh, if he was, he's pretending to be German." And it's like, "Oh, if he was actually German, he would do the German three with a thumb." Well, that's yeah. So Michael Fassbender's character is just a fucking idiot because he doesn't know American Sign Language three. Yeah, and I guess he, like he learns he like speaks perfect German, but he doesn't know that anyway. Yeah. Anyways, this is Point Break Minute. Point Break Minute, where we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break one minute. I, I like at to a have time. some banter, you know, at the top before we get down to business. Yeah, yeah. You like to uh, play around a little bit. Yeah. You like to uh, play do around in the sandbox and amuse bouche, if you will, of jokes. <laughs> That's a very good way to put it. Oh, thanks. Thanks. So uh, I'm Jessa Lowe. This is a, yeah, this is a three course meal of a podcast. You got to have a, a, a cleanser, you know? Yeah. I'm just I'm Marin Kennedy. This is Point or Break Jess Minute. Or Jessalow, you're about to say. <laughs> All right, I'm also Jessalow. <laughs> Did you say we point out the moments and break down the minutes of Point Break one minute at a time? I don't remember. Well, it's said, it's been said now. Great. So we're ready to go. So we are on minute 105. Minute 105 begins with Roach at the door, ready to jump. His mustache that I've never seen in any other minute before. Now, what the hell is going on? We're uh, recording in my little DIY studio again, and our cats are like there's like it's encroaching like on the, all angles. It's like we're in the Blair Witch Project when they're in the tent and the tent's shaking, and they're like, ah, something's. <laughs> they're like cat paws, like clawing the. And they're somehow on all sides of on us. On all sides of us, even though we only have two cats, and this has what four sides? Okay, enough of kitty minute. So Roach is at the door, ready to jump. On his back. Yes. And he's like facing, his back is to the exit. Yeah. He's going to kind of like tumble out like a scuba diver. Mm-hmm. Know, scuba divers go backwards, which always looked really uncomfortable to me. Like, it looks like you get so much water up your nose doing that. Well, you, your nose would be going in, you'd be going in head first. So, mm. I don't know. It does look scary though. I don't, I don't like doing anything backwards. No. Like, you know, just like walking backwards. It's like, I'm going to run into something. But if I'm like falling backwards, like, you don't know. How do you know. not hit your head on the boat? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I would hit my head on the boat. I'd be afraid I would. Yeah. So, how Roach doesn't hit his head on the plane, we don't know. But his his mustache that I've never seen before. It's a good thing he's not wearing a cape. Yeah. I might get sucked into the engine. That suck. So his mustache that I've never seen before is like shining in the sunlight in this minute. Have now, you ever noticed him having a mustache before? I never took note of it. Yeah, me either. But I'm not sure he didn't. That's true. 
I mean, you, it's interesting because you keep you keep mixing up him with Gromit, and Gromit definitely doesn't have a mustache. Yeah, because he's a baby face. So Roach is just like the gross one. <laughs> Roach. Yeah, Roach is the gross one. So he says, "Does Bodie say I'll see you on the ground? All right." Yeah. Okay, so Bodie finishes packing him up, says, I'll see you on the ground. He's, he's comforting him. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll be there right with you. Yeah, all right? You're not going to die. You're not going to die on the way down. And then Roach says, go, does like a little like, like he just like burped after a big meal, like a big indulgent meal. Yeah, he's yeah. he's uh, clearing the blood out of his throat or something like that Jesus, that he's coughing up. Yeah. He says, I'll see you in hell, Johnny. And meaning he he knows he's dying. And it's also one last dig. Yeah. To the man. To the man, yeah. Agent. And then I think Johnny Utah. Bodhi kind of pushes him out. And he goes <laughs> Yeah, he's very surprised. <laughs> yeah, he goes, Whoa <laughs> <laughs> It's a goofy sound he makes. Yeah. Goodbye, Roach. Goodbye to you. Goodbye, Roaches. Oh yeah. There you go. Goodbye, horses. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I got yeah. it. I got it. Get it? I got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Bodie says, in the most prepared sounding speech of all time, like he's done this take thirty <laughs> times already. <laughs> yes. He goes, "I know it's hard for you. You want me so bad, it's like acid in your mouth." Which Murrin just literally mouthed along with me as I was saying it. <laughs> But not this time. And he tosses his gun. Oh, he's putting on his little, like, goggly things. And mm-hmm. he tosses his gun into the plane for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why he does yeah. that. And then he jumps out of the plane. After we get a close-up on Patrick Swayze's face, one shot of the close-up and then him jumping out. So we kind of determined that that is him. I remember reading that. Okay. Uh, I didn't look it up to confirm it, but I remember reading that and re- when we were talking about the skydiving before that there's one shot where it's him actually jumping in. That's I what think I this we must read be too. it. Yeah. Because in 1991 they don't have digital, you know, stuff to make it to like smooth over a shot change like they, mm-hmm. you know, make it into a whole big birdman take or something like that. Yeah. So, you know, if it's one sh- if it looks like one shot, it's one shot and mm-hmm. it's it's definitely him and he jumps out and you see him yeah. and you the camera follows him as he's falling. Yeah. And it, doesn't, it doesn't follow him, but it uh, it ch- yeah. you know changes it, the angle. It, it shows him falling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go Swayze. That's brave. Yeah, he, he did it. That's pretty cool. Skydiving, like, so yeah, we do that. How many takes do you think they got of that? <laughs> yeah, because like, they definitely didn't do like thirty like, takes oh, of that. Cut. We didn't. Yeah, sorry. We gotta uh, yeah. bring it back to one. Uh, it'll be another uh, three hours to get this all set up again. And so, does that mean they're actually in a plane though? Maybe. I guess so. So do you think Roach really jumped? That's weird to me because I feel like they wouldn't be in a real plane. Maybe only Bodhi was in a plane that looked exactly the same as their fake plane that they were in. That seems like so much trouble, though. But maybe they seem re- like more trouble, though, or less trouble to get everybody up into a plane that's flying. No, that's, it seems like a lot of trouble to, to use any plane instead of just having it be all a set. Yeah. But I guess they had to do a lot of skydiving anyway. They had yeah. to, you know, they had to just film the whole thing of the, the stunt double skydiving. They had yeah. to use a plane for that. And they had a guy jump out with a camera strapped to his head yep. skydiving to film them falling. Which is insane. So It would be terrifying, though, to be the cameraman. But then, like, they're filming they're filming the scene with the, the door of the plane open. Yeah. 
but it'd be terrifying to be that cameraman who would be looking down out of the plane after Swayze jumps. Yeah. I mean, they've got to be strapped in. Yeah. One would hope. I'm reviewing the footage just to check something. Okay. Throws the gun. See, that Audio. could have been a okay. different plane. Yep, that, I think that's so it. So yeah. he throws the gun, and then it goes to an extreme close-up of Bodhi's face. And then Bodhi says, but, uh, but not this time, adios amigo, and jumps out. So, yeah, I think they're not doing the whole scene. No. That was kind of a silly thing to say, but I still don't quite know how movies are made, even though I've been in a couple of them. Nothing like this, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't been in anything with a big stunt scene. But, uh, yeah, they, they did the scene. I'm sure it's a set. And then there's just one shot where it switches over yeah. and it's just him saying, adios, amigo. Yeah. And then he jumps out. So that must have been just a whole other thing. Yeah. And it's cool. I'm glad they got it. It, it, it just, every little bit that you do that's real helps convey the realness of the film yeah like even you know you're doing a lot of stuff with stunt doubles and you know cheat shots and stuff like that to to sort of create an illusion but the more you can get that is real the better off you are yeah so i'm i'm i think it adds a lot to it to sell that they're actually jumping yeah yeah i agree i agree um catherine bigelow does a nice job of 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 grit yeah that's something that yeah i think and by grit you can also say so just um a reality. Like yeah. you generally I feel like with her movies, the good ones you you believe what's happening. There's yeah. A, there's a yeah, you just you it seems like you're in a real place with real people to a certain extent. Yeah. It's not easy to pull off. No. Well she does a good job. Um Keanu kinda looks away and kind of thrashes about for a little bit and um He pu- it looks like he punches himself. I think he just kinda punches the wall. Yeah. At the plane. I think he's just kind of like. He's getting all riled up. Getting all riled up. And then he shouts. And like the weirdest way possible doesn't sound like he's saying fucker. But that's what the script transcript says. That's the best they could do. Yeah. So I think I thought he was yelling. Fuck. Yeah. I thought it was. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like, you know, just sort of like I'm going to do this. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. What else am I here for? You know, like when it comes down to it, what am I? What am I here for? Apparently, it's to Tyler or Bodie. No, Bodie. He's here for Bodie because then he jumps out the plane with no parachute. This is it. This is one of the big, the big moments of the movie. This is the moment when we were watching with the previous guest, Andrew yes. Marquez. Yes. He starts freaking the fuck out, and he cannot handle watching this movie anymore. It's a lot. It's just thinking about it. Like, and I, I, it makes me want to like go and just like teleport to right next to Keanu and be like, dude, what are you doing? Like, stop. Like, there's a very small chance that you, that you survive this. Yeah. Like, how could he, like, what is his, what is his plan? His, I mean, his plan is probably just like to like go and hijack one of their parachutes, I guess. How? But, like, you're supposed, like, having two people on one parachute, like, either he's going to let one of them die by stealing their parachute, well, which would be very Roach hard to do. Die. That's true. I suppose he could just be like, well, Roach is dead anyway. But if you're either that, which would be very hard, or you, like, one of them will, like, tie them to the parachute, like, they can do, like, the, the just, like, hug a- arm hook thing mm-hmm. uh, and just hug together. But, like, that's really, 
Like, I remember I, there was some, like, thing I watched about, like, skydiving and parachutes way long ago. I don't remember what it was or why I was watching Probably it. Probably Mythbusters. It might have been a Mythbusters thing, but it was, like, in an emergency. It might have been, like, an emergency briefing for something, like an, an elaborate emergency briefing for some kind of... You know, for all those emergency parachuting things that you do. Yeah, when you, take, like, fly, when you go flying. They don't... There's no parachutes in flying. Not everyone gets a parachute. Anyway, I don't remember what it was, but it was like in an emergency, you can, if your parachute doesn't work and you you should be with someone, you can both use one parachute. But if you if you're the one hanging on, your shoulder your shoulders will be dislocated. Like that's just going to happen. Two men, one shoot. <laughs> Jesse, you're so proud of that. I'm so proud of it. I was like, how do I say it? How do I say it? <laughs> remember the exact phrasing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that would suck. I mean, knowing that your shoulders are going to get dislocated and all that, that that sucks. But he yeah. loves Bodie and he loves Tyler and he's confused he wants, about his feelings. He wants him so bad, it's like acid in his mouth. I can they think, of, a, think of some, so other, some other things that might uh, might want in his mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um. It just solidifies their bromance to me, though. Yeah, for sure. It really does seem more about him not wanting to let go of Bodhi than, than anything. about Tyler. Yeah. But, I mean, it is, that is, you know, surface level, that is what it is, because Bodhi did not call it off. Yeah. He's, he's like... He's a jerk, but... Yeah, and he conveniently left the uh, revolver there for yeah. Utah to grab. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, he grabs it before he jumps out of the plane. Mm-hmm. It's the, almost the... like an invitation, I want to say. Maybe it was, like, to I, see how crazy you really are. Like, I dare you. I double dog dare you. That means double, you have to do it. That means you have to do it. There's no backing out. Yeah. If you get double dog dared, you have to, Murrin. Yeah. Yeah. It's like calling calling uh, Marty McFly a chicken yeah. in Back to the Futures 2 and 3, but not the first one. Well, it's like calling James Dean a chicken in, in uh, oh. Rebel Without a Cause. Sure. Just saying I'm a chicken. That's like that's like why he gets in all those fights. Oh yeah, because people call him chicken. I guess I just uh, I played my hand. I know Back to the Future better than <laughs> Rebel Without a Cause. Well, I haven't seen this. Thank you for still being with me. Oh, you're welcome. So I know Rebel Without a Cause is a big deal to you. But which which apparently Murrin thinks is a shit film. So it kind of hurts my feelings, but I guess I'll get over it. Maybe we should maybe we should watch it together. Maybe if I see it with you, I'll, I'll uh, maybe have a better appreciation. Maybe if he forces me to watch Fast and Furious. It'd be a trade-off. Yeah, then he has to watch. But I think I think you dislike Fast and Furious more than I because I don't dislike Rebel. You think cause. that James Dean is a bad actor. Yes. But I've only seen that movie. Your and opinion I, is incorrect. Okay, we I think we should, we have to resolve this somehow. Yeah. We can do a trade-off, and uh, we'll we'll report back on uh, our our feelings. Love him so much. I know, and I, I love that movie so much. I'm glad. It's good that you love something. It's the only <laughs> thing I love. <laughs> um. So I I. Uh, yeah, a a person had to jump out of that plane, appearing like they had no shoot on. How? A set. I, I see because you don't see. You see the ground. Green screen. Oh, okay. Or something. I feel like okay. We're gonna review Magic. this again real quick. Yeah, Patrick clearly dives out. 
There's Keanu. Oh, he's, you're right. He does look like he's yeah. He's kind of like punching his. He's kind of slapping himself in the face, and then he, I think, fuck yeah. He definitely said fuck yeah. Yeah, you don't see the ground. See in that shot, you don't see the ground. You're just looking straight at him, and he jumps into something. But then look at now you see. Oh him. yeah, that, you see the ground. Oh no, I see your point. Yeah, there's someone. You know, it's his stunt double. It's not him at this point. But there's someone diving. He looks Nick Cave esque. I can't. I can't see his face at all. See, the, and there's these close-up shots where that's obviously Keanu on. But he's set. just on a wire. Yeah. yeah. This is a good minute. There's a lot of good stuff. It's. I'm enjoying rewatching it. Yeah, I, I kind of see the Nick Cave esque. He has kind of Nick Cave hair. He does. It's all actually. It looks. Back it looks like the the stunt double has longer hair. It does. So, so someone had to, it, exactly. It might have been. I'm not sure about this. I suppose it could have been a wire with a fan, but then they'd have to edit out the wire. And I'm not sure how good that would look with uh, with the film technology of the day. And they would have had to do indoor skydiving or something. Because like he's like he's really being blown to shit. And indoor skydiving, there would be too much to cut around, I would think. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't know. And apparently, we can't be half-assed to look it up. Because that's just the way we are. Well, we've read up plenty on the skydiving of this, uh, um, you know, uh, skydiving stuff of this, and I haven't read anything about that. And it is also kind of hard to find solid evidence of anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. This movie, the behind-the-scenes stuff are just very, like, vague and seem untrue, some of them. Yeah, it's all a lot of rumor, yeah. hearsay, or heresy. Heresy. Hear- hearsay. Anything else you want to say about this minute? said plenty cool what are you gonna recommend i'm gonna recommend thunderbolt and lightfoot oh that western well i suppose it's a western it's a it's not. no clint eastwood's in it so you'd think it might be yeah uh i like this movie a lot and the more i think about it the more i like it it's has a lot of things that are are things that are right up my alley so to speak it's a heist movie basically in sort of in one part but what's the most important part about it the most important part is that it's a romance movie. Um, it is maybe the between... most... Between... Between Clint Eastwood and Jeff Bridges. Thank you. There you go. The Jeff Bridges Jeff being Bridges the important part. Yes, the important part of this movie. A young, young Jeff Bridges. Yes. Uh, in leather pants. Oh, and yeah, and in white. So I have a lot to say about this movie. I feel like I could do... I have a lot to say about this movie. Um, it, it was off-putting at first. Yes. It's very of its era. It's very of its era. And I'm sure, you, I feel like I could write a whole essay almost, or someone could. Um, the gender politics, I guess, are are very strange, it seems. Uh, like, there's a scene where Jeff Bridges and Clint Eastwood are walking together, each of them eating an ice cream cone, wearing, like, white pants mm-hmm. and, like... And there's another scene where they're like wearing like sweater vests and like and they just went grocery shopping. and they just went grocery shopping and they're, and they're going walking, on a picnic they're going on a picnic and it just seems so blatant mm-hmm. that they're like in love. Yep, it's never said explicitly, but it seems like even more heavy-handed than Point Break. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, these other two characters, kind of the antagonists, or one mm-hmm. of them is the antagonist, seems very gay panicky. Yes. Like Jeff Bridges especially kind of like he keeps sort of like he's very comfortable with mm-hmm. himself 
And there's one point where he like pretends to kiss him on the mouth, just kind of like a, a goof. Mm-hmm. And he's like gets so and the other guy gets so mad. Yeah. So at first I was off put by the gay panic stuff of the movie and how it was like kind of having trying to have it both ways. But then I thought like, well, the protagonists of the movie are comfortable with themselves and they're comfortable with the relationship that they have. Mm-hmm. And the antagonist is the one who's very uncomfortable with it and has negative feelings about it. So I guess I'm going to call that a win for 1974. Cool. I think so. I, I, it's, it's a lot. And it was a lot to process. And I, I'm not the person to give a, you know, a, a definitive take on it in any way. But I, so that aside, I really enjoyed this movie. I think Clint Eastwood is someone, an actor I usually don't enjoy. Doing, giving a more sensitive kind of different performance. Sensitive is a little strong. More than usual, at least. He's... He's usually the you know the get get off my lawn, you know. Or he usually he usually like doesn't say anything or is just gruff voiced about everything. And in this, he like in the beginning, I didn't even realize it was him because he has like slick back hair and like he has these glasses in the beginning. And he's dressed as a preacher, mm-hmm. and his voice is not gruff. He just has like a normal sounding voice. And I was like getting into this idea of him just as, like a kind of somewhat handsome leading man. It's weird. Like, he, he, he's, like, a very—he has a handsome face, but he just grimaces all the time. Mm-hmm. And he look, makes him look very haggard and ugly. Well, it matches the inside. Yeah, that's true. But I, I enjoyed him in this movie more than I have in any other movie. Um, and Jeff Bridges uh, lays it on a little thick at times. He, it's a little much. He, he gives a big performance at times. Like, I feel like he settles into it later on in the movie. You know how John Corbett's character, Aiden, gets kind of silly sometimes in Sex and the City? Shit, don't I? <laughs> yeah. That's how this character is, but a movie of it. Yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing about, like, I, I didn't realize, l- looking back on it, like, Jeff Bridges' character has a lot of lines about how, like, oh, look at the ass on that one. And, like, oh, she's, yeah. I'd love to lay her. And it's just like, oh, he's just... He's just posturing. <laughs> and he doesn't sleep with the first girl he gets. No, you never, you don't see, you, there's no sex scene with Jeff Bridges. You never see him do anything. You, there's a sex scene with Clint Eastwood. Yeah. So there's that. It's uh, not, and, but even then, like, Clint Eastwood does not seem to be into it. No. He's kind of like, oh, uh. Like grimacing. Yeah, the he's like, oh, thing. easy there. Uh, yeah. This um, is terrible. <laughs> terrible idea. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like a heist movie. It's very 70s, so it's very slow. Um. There's a lot of great, uh, you know, landscape shots of Montana and Idaho. It's uh, really pretty. It's really pretty. There's a lot of long car driving scenes. I love that. So, good shots of landscapes and mountains, rivers, lots of cool car driving scenes, a, a pretty cool heist scene. Oh, also, Jeff Bridges dresses as a woman in this movie, just to mm-hmm. just to lay it on even thicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost too much. It's it's too much. But, yeah. um, I, I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Cool. I'm going to recommend the latest season of Rest Development. I know there's lots of issues with the people in that show and people being icky. But, hey, it's actually kind of funny. And I'm I'm enjoying it. And to me, it seems more true to the Rest Development I know and love than season four. Uh, I particularly am enjoying um, Tony uh, Hale's performances. And Michael Sarah's performance. They're um, great. And we've enjoyed Tony Hale. There are two actors we've enjoyed recently in other things as yeah. well. Tony Hale and Veep. And uh, spoiler alert, Michael Sarah and Twin Peaks. 
Yeah. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, Jessica Walters is a gem. I love her. She's yeah, she's wonderful. Yeah, it seems like in a lot of scenes they're like filming her through like a different filter where it's like a a glamour filter, and it also seems like um, Portia de Rossi is being filmed nowhere near any of the other actors, and that she's just on the green screen. And then there's also some issues like. Lucille too um, is is not in it because of things that happened in season four, and they're doing like weird little flashbacks though with her and her voice, but it's, it's not cl- her it's voice. Clearly not her. Someone yeah. trying vaguely to do an impression of her. And there's some moments where it's clearly not the actor um, in the scene. If they're doing like an over the shoulder shot during a conversation, there are some moments where it's clearly not the real actor. It's just their stand-in doing that scene. Um, especially with all of her scenes. So, yeah. But I, I'm still liking the joking. I'm liking the writing fine. Um, I dig it. I think Arrested Development works best when, like, it, they're all horrible, but there has to be a layer of sweetness to it. It's like, oh, they're still a family. They still love each other even though they don't get along. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it gets, sometimes it loses that in the humor. Yeah. But I, I think, yeah, it works best when it's that. And they found that a little bit more with this season than in season four. Yeah. So, yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cool. Cool. Well, this has been Point Break Minute. Where we've pointed out the moments and we've broken down the minutes of we Point did. Break. We did. We did that. You know, we set out to do something and we accomplished it, yeah. I think. So uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Adios, amigos. Oh, nice. That's a, that's a good sign-off. Thanks. We'll keep that for the last 15 minutes of this. <laughs> Bye-bye. Adios, amigos. Adios, amigos.